Welcome to Quest, where we believe a great faith, great church experience, and great life is grounded in authentic relationship with God and living life with friends. Join us today in changing our world one friendship at a time. If you would like more information about connecting at Quest, stay tuned after the message. Excited about this year. It's going to be a good year. So we're in a series called Deeply Formed. With all that's going on around us, with unrest and uncertainty, we are longing for something more stable and solid in our faith to be deeply rooted in Christ, where we've grown in ways that our, our external circumstances don't affect our peace and our sense of wholeness, because internally we are more fully established in God. We're becoming the kind of person God wants us to be. That's the goal. In order to be spiritually transformed like this, we learned we need to follow in the ways, the lifestyle of Jesus, because our life is a byproduct of our lifestyle. If we want to experience the kind of life of joy and peace and hope, we have to do more than just adopt Jesus' theology. We have to adopt his lifestyle, his attitudes, his thinking, and know his feelings. We have to live in a pace that helps us address the issues we face. So in learning how to be, be with Jesus, we become like Jesus, and then we do what Jesus did. So in our series, we're still on this first step of growing in God, being with Jesus, we're focusing more on eliminating things from our life. The journey of the ruthless elimination of hurry. We've talked about so much the last few weeks to create the space to be with God. We borrowed ideas from several people for today and for this whole series, the two most prominent, Pete Scazzaro and Rich Villados, as well as John Mark Comer. Their books are on the recommended reading list for those who want to go deeper in this. Today, let's develop more of where we left off last week. Be with God in silence. Henry Nouwen said in a bluntly yet eloquent way, without solitude, it is virtually impossible to live a spiritual life. We do not take the spiritual life seriously if we do not set aside some time to be with God and listen to him. To be with God, to allow space for him to shape us. Now, I know for some of you, you're like, well, I don't do silence, it's boring. Or I came here to learn and I can do silence on my own time. Well, to that first question, who remembers being really bored? How many of you remember sitting in the back seat of your parents' car with no screen time, nothing to do but look out the window and play the alphabet game on license plates, which gets really old really fast? Once we've hit the digital age now, we now never have to actually be bored. When we stand in line, what are we doing? We're on our phones, we're playing games, we're reading the news, we're calling someone, we're checking our stocks, we're doing something on our phones. We don't like silence. What do we do when we get in the car? We turn on the radio. When we get home, we turn on the TV. In our over-busy, digital, distracted world, it's hard to slow down, to be in silence with God, to center ourselves in Him. Catholic father and social critic Ronald Rollheiser once said, we are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. See, research is actually finding that boredom is good for us. It increases creativity along with other things, including allowing us to be more present to ourselves, our own souls, to others, and to God. To respond to the second question, why do silence together as a church here and online? It's because Sunday mornings can be quite noisy too. There's an excitement in worship, singing, sharing, but there's also power in silence. We want to practice together. I mean, the longest time people can generally handle silence before they get uncomfortable is about 15 to 20 seconds. 
It's even more difficult difficult or awkward when we have silence with those we don't know very well. We're wanting to grow in the practice of silence so it's easy to be with someone. It's the kind of silence you enjoy on long walks or quiet moments at home. The core of silence is being with God, developing a relationship with Him that's not based on our needs or expectations, but one like you might experience in the peaceful, silent times with family or your closest friends. So what's the purpose of silence? Well, the power of silence shapes us. It tunes us in and thereby actually shapes the verbal prayers we may converse with God about later. I mean, silent prayer, prayer without words, is focusing our attention on God, being more aware of how he is present with us. Being present to God in silence is different than mindfulness because the goal is different. I mean, mindfulness focuses on becoming more aware of your thoughts and feelings and experiences. Certainly, that can also happen in silence. But while silent prayer encourages awareness, the primary goal is about you communing with God and becoming more aware of him. That makes all the difference in the world. Jesus took time for silence in lonely, quiet places to get grounded and centered in the Father's heart and will. After Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert for 40 days of fasting, after which Jesus then meets Satan. Now, now, why would God let Jesus have this showdown encounter with Satan after such a time of silence? It's because in that time of silence, Jesus became so grounded in his identity with God. Even in his hunger, silence and solitude brought Jesus into a place of strength. And so we see that Jesus often withdrew. In Matthew 6.31, Jesus and the disciples didn't have a chance to eat. They were so busy. You ever feel like that in life? And Jesus' response was, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. I mean, the busier Jesus got, the more time he took to be alone. The busier you are, the more time you need to take alone. But we usually don't do that. We usually just try to pack more in. C.S. Lewis wrote a satire in the screw tape letters, which had demons opposing silence in a Christian's life because of the powerful impact silence can have in shaping one's soul. The senior demon named Screwtape described their strategy, claiming we will make the whole universe a noise to the end. And throughout scripture, we see silence used, silence used as a means of our spiritual formation. Psalm 46 begins with the words that encourage us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And the rest of the psalm goes on to describe the chaos and the uproar of that time that feels kind of eerily similar to our world today. And then it hits verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. So in the midst of divisions and anger and war and hostility, stop. Don't participate in the hostility around you. Don't try to fix these problems on your own strength. Instead, it says, be still, be silent, and know that God is God. I mean, embracing silence is one of the great spiritual practices. Silence is one of the contemplative rhythms that has most shaped me and have recently been, it's a practice that I've needed even more recently. To ha it's a habit that helps get centered in God. So Wendy was talking about this, sharing her experience with me, and she'd tell you silence isn't easy for her. I don't think her brain ever shuts off. 
She didn't describe any major experiences with God practicing silence, and sitting in silence was challenging because she has time constraints. She has people to see, she wants to pray for, things she wants to do. Yet she said, practicing silence, learning to be aware and rest in the presence of someone, God, who is so much bigger, is actually shaping her, strengthening her inside in a way that can't be put in words. That's some of the transformation God brings so that when life is more difficult or crazy externally, internally, you can still be at peace. Next week, we'll be doing a different practice, but for today, for today we're going to practice silence together for just under 13 minutes so we can listen to God and be with God. Now, there's no judgment, no critique about how well we do this practice, and we are going to take just under 13 minutes and open ourselves to be with God. It may feel unproductive, you may feel bored, you're so used to stimulation that silence might be challenging. Picture that God is always present. He is for you. He desires for you to be with him. We may not believe we deserve to be, with, be there, but he wants us with him. No matter if you had a fight this morning, you did something you regret, you have bitterness in your heart, you are invited into being with Jesus as he is opening his arms wide to you. So as we enter this time, we want to give a few tips. So put your phone on silent, or if you have great faith, turn it off altogether. Second, you can close your eyes, but there's also going to be some words and images on the screen. And third, if kids are in the room with you and being a little noisy, you can participate in this in a different way, maybe go somewhere else so that not to distract the people, or we can just, you know what, we can just decide to be gracious and to allow any kid noise to just become the background white noise of silence. To have 13 minutes of silence, it may be challenging. I mean, what if I get distracted? You will. Thomas Keating would often say, if your mind gets distracted 10,000 times in 20 minutes of prayer, it's 10,000 opportunities to return to God. What if I fall asleep? Someone asked Pope Francis, what's wrong with me? Every time I pray, I fall asleep. What does this mean? And Pope Francis said, it means you need more sleep. You're not a bad Christian if you fall asleep. You just need more sleep. So open yourself to the friendship of God. Both feet on the ground. Take a deep breath. And let's do this together. God, we give ourselves to you right now. We open ourselves to your love and your grace. We pray your kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, may our souls connect with you now as they will in heaven in this moment of silence.
So you made it. Whether you know it or not, your soul craves silence. When we experience anxiety, worry, confusion, anger, our soul is crying out for silence. Yet when we have those thoughts, uh, anxious thoughts and feelings, we often don't want to get quiet and do the thing we need most. Silence feels counterintuitive. It's the way we open ourselves to God. Silence is an invitation from God to be still, to be silent, and know that God is God. We have external noise, radio, TV, podcasts. We have internal noise. Getting quiet can lead to us into getting more aware of what's running in our own heads. Maybe worry starts to take over. Disappointments become more pronounced. Anger fantasies pop up where you're rehearsing how you're going to tell someone what they really need to know. All of which can make the quiet become very loud. But our souls need silence. And practicing silence and turning toward God can help turn off those internal noise things going on. Silence opens your soul to God. Silence shapes us. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you want to incorporate more silence into your day. I mean, Bonhoeffer used to say, we are to start the day in silence and give God the first word and end the day in silence so that God has the last word. And you have permission to practice silence in the middle of the day too. You can start small, five, ten minutes, three to five times a week. Slow down, make some space, put it in your calendar, breathe. Stay in the shower a little longer. No phone nearby. When this message gets posted to our website later today, you will be able to download from there a handout with tips and ideas to practice silence with God. Be present with God. Center your mind and body, knowing it takes time and practice. So be patient. And rest in the truth that Jesus died and rose from the dead so that you can have this kind of relationship with him, with God. For those seeking, not sure if God is real or true, you know what, honestly, practicing the ways of Jesus is an excellent way to discover not just the truth, but relationship with God. So let me pray a prayer of blessing over you. May you encounter the presence and peace of God each day as he pours out his grace upon you and as he pours his grace and love through you to those around you. And be still and know that he is God. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, you can sign up today for Lunch with the Pastors if you're newer. You can also go online to one of the places on screen to be able to give to what God is doing through all this. Thank you for worshiping God with your giving. And would you take this moment, even at home right now, to just go ahead and turn to one another or whoever you're with, or if you're by yourself, maybe call a friend from your small group or call another friend from Quest and just ask them what they need prayer for and tell them what you need prayer for and take this moment to allow God to come into this space by praying for one another. God bless. We'll see you next week. We hope you encountered the love of Jesus in this message. If you'd like to be a part of the ministry God is doing through Quest, whether in person or online, go to questvineyard.org for more information. If you want to worship God by supporting Quest financially, go to questvineyard.org give. May God bless you this week as you partner with God to change the world one friendship at a time.